What is going on, everybody? Pastor Chris here with you. Holy goodness. It has been a good hot minute since I jumped on this microphone and spent some time with you on the Continuing the Conversation podcast. That's my bad, my fault on that. Uh, It was a super crazy November, very busy December. I'm sure it was for you as you finished up your finals and exams. You went home maybe for Thanksgiving, came back, maybe did more exams, finished up work, worked through the Christmas season, and then now you're maybe you're back home and uh, you're celebrating Christmas. I, I wanted to jump on here and just say, first off, Merry Christmas. I hope that your Christmas Eve, that your today, today, if you're listening to this on Christmas Day, I hope that it was a great day. If you're listening to this pass out, I hope you had a great time uh, with your family, with your friends, and maybe you're just taking a moment to escape from your family <laughs> to listen to this, uh, or you've kind of gone through the day already, you've opened presents, you've had some delicious food, and now you're just kind of taking a moment to rest and take this all in. But uh, Merry Christmas. I hope that your Christmas was an awesome, awesome time. It is very lively in our household uh, with three young kids, 11, uh, six, and four. So it was a very early morning, no doubt. And so uh, it's just awesome to have you this morning. I wanted to kind of jump into kind of some thoughts that I had, maybe a little bit of an encouragement I had for you, for us as followers of Jesus when it comes to the Christmas season. And so I kind of wanted to read from the book of John. So if you have a Bible with you, if you want to open up to the book of John, I'm going to be reading uh, John chapter one, starting in verse nine. And I'm going to be reading from the NIV version. And so if you have a Bible, uh, you can turn to that. And uh, let's just open up God's word together and talk about this thing called Christmas. At our church, we've been walking through the Advent season. If you've been following along on the Harbor's Instagram page, you've probably seen this Advent series where you've been able to read some scripture and then practice that scripture. Um... And I kind of wanted to, to, to jump aside from the typical Christmas verses that we use and jump into John. So let's read this together. John chapter nine, or John, I'm sorry, John chapter one. Man, it's been a while since I've done this. Holy goodness. John chapter one, starting in verse nine. Let's read it together. It says this. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world. And though the world was made through him, The world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or husband's will, but born of God. This is where I want to camp out, verse 14, right here. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came to the father full of grace and truth. The author, John, he is writing 
this is uh, uh, the disciple Jesus loved. How, by the way, how arrogant of a statement is that? Uh, I'm writing this. I'm like, oh, this is I'm the one that Jesus loved the most, right? Sorry, Peter, but he loved me the most, dude. Uh, so he's writing this gospel. He writes it from a place of of love. A, a lot of people will will say that John's perspective is always love, and, and not from a love how we would think it in our westernized prescribed world, but from an agape love. And, and, and in fact, if you roll up to the beginning of this chapter, the, the, the heading of the chapter is the word became flesh. And it's kind of confusing if you've read through the first few verses and there's a lot of the, the word, quote, word, right? Uh, the word was God, it was with God. And so we see John kind of change in this these verses uh, starting in 14 where he starts talking about, hey, this word is Jesus. Now you got to think in these times that John is writing this, Greek culture would have been huge. Greek philosophy would have been huge. And so John is wanting the Greeks that are reading this, those who are coming into the fold of Christ, those who are uh, maybe stepping away from a pantheon of gods. You got to remember that in Greece, there are a pantheon of gods. It, it, is, it is not one deity, but many deities. And so philosophy would have said, well, you know, in Greek philosophy, it would have said, well, there, there was a time. This is when the time started. Here's where we are in time. But what John is wanting to point out is that time is kind of, it's not really relative to God, right? God is the beginning. It's not time existed, God exists. No, God existed in time, out of time, out of space, in space. God is transcendent above all of these things. And so John is wanting the reader to first and foremost understand when we talk about the word, when we talk about the logo, so we talk about, quote, the reason. The reason is Jesus, and so that's what John wants the readers to understand right from the get-go. And he wraps up this kind of beginning prologue with this verse in 14, the word who is Jesus became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Now, this would have been completely outside of the scope of anything the Greeks would have understood when it came to their deities. Deities did not, did not indwell themselves with other, with, with humans, right? There were, there's this hierarchy. And so gods, right? These gods, like we think about Zeus, uh, we think about, um, I can't think of the other the other Greek gods right now. But we think about these Greek gods, right? Like if you ever watched the 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 movie Hercules, right, by Disney, right? Like uh, Hercules is a, a a demigod, right? Like he is um, he's in this world. But Jesus, what, what, what the difference with Jesus is? John is wanting the reader to know that Jesus is not just God; he's human as well. It's not that he put his godly away and became human. No, he became flesh. Jesus, the reason, the logos became flesh and he made his dwelling among us. He became 
a baby. I love, again, one of my favorite all-time scholars is Dr. Thomas Constable, and he says this. He says, the word was God and the word was made flesh. These two sentences out of John contain far more philosophy, far more grace and truth and beauty and love than all the rest that has ever been written by pen of man or spoken by tongue of man or angel. There's so much philosophy. There's so much goodness wrapped up in this one verse. As a pre-existent son of God, he was the creator of the world and the executor of the will of the father. As the incarnate son of God, he exercised in his human existence the same powers and revealed effectively the person of the father. John is writing from a perspective where he recognizes Jesus's supremacy as God, but also his humble humility nature of being a human. That's amazing to think about. And when we think about Jesus's arrival, the arrival is not with fanfare for the most part. We have angels that meet the shepherds. We have some things that happen. The wise man come. We have some things that happen for sure, but it's not like this arrival. It has, has a ton of fanfare around it. Jesus steps out of eternity into humanity and he, and he deals with humanity. He doesn't just say, well, I'm God. I'm not going to struggle. I'm not going to do any of these things. No, he says, listen, I'm going to deal with suffering. I'm going to deal with struggling. I'm going to deal with all of these things. And if there's one thing that I could leave us with today as we celebrate the arrival of Jesus is that Jesus comes just like you and I came, just like you and I entered the world as a baby. Jesus also enters the world like you and I. And it makes me think about the reality that even in our own suffering, even in our own frustration, even in our own hurt, our own habit, that Jesus, who is God incarnate, would be willing to step out of heaven to become flesh, to dwell among us so that we can understand his love for us as his creation. This Christmas, I hope that you understand and that you recognize that God loves you so much that he'd willing to bring his own son into the world. That Jesus would step out of a perfect place for an imperfect people like you and I to die a death that you and I deserve because of our imperfection but ultimately be raised to life three days later so that we could be raised to life in eternity. And it all begins with him stepping out of perfection into an imperfect world. And I hope you can celebrate that today, this Christmas 2022. You are loved and you are appreciated. Hey, it's been an honor to be with you today. I'm excited to begin our journey in January. We're going to actually be starting with a, a praying and fasting journey in January. And I hope you join along with us. I'll, I'll let you in on a little bit of that as we get to the new year. But we're going to be beginning our new year with a prayer and fasting, what that looks like. Uh, again, I'll let you know. 
but you are loved. I appreciate you so much. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day today or your evening or wherever you're listening to this. I hope that you have an awesome rest of your day. Love you. I'm out.